Welcome to the Minnesotan Pod. Today we are in Mankato with new Minnesota State head coach Luke Strand. Strand's from Eau Claire, Wisconsin, close enough to Minnesota. Has a great story of playing, scouting, and coaching hockey the last 40 years. Today we will dig into his past, his present, and where the Mavericks are headed. Well, Luke, welcome to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, thank you. It's uh, There's been a lot of people in my life that have been waiting for me to wear purple for a long time, so this is good. Yeah, you know, you're. I was doing a lot of homework on you the last two days, and it was, it's like reading a book. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, I got to this chapter. I got the Kevin Constantine chapter. I get to these chapters. There's so many chapters in your book. It's quite fascinating. There's a J.B. Bittner chapter, right? Like you, oh, yeah, kinda, there is. you know what I mean? Like there's just all kinds of little mini little chapters and all these different people have touched you in your life. And I was like just fascinated. And I, before I met you this morning, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to get from the Philippines. Like, like, <laughs> how do you get to the Philippines? You know, that's got to be the first question. Anybody who goes in your bio is like, he's from the, was born in the Philippines. How did we get there? Yeah. Air Force brat. Uh, okay. My father was in the Air Force for 20 years retired. And um, my middle brother, Scott, was born in Japan, in Tokyo. My oldest brother, Greg, was born stateside. Mom and dad were both from Wisconsin. And we ended up coming back to Eau Claire after my father was out of the Air Force. So... Journey. journey. I'm assuming I got there in a plane, but to answer that question, though. Yeah, so uh, both your parents are from Wisconsin? They are. How, how did, either of them from Eau Claire? Uh, dad is from Eau Claire. Okay. Um, and mom is from Nelson, Wisconsin. How far is that from Eau Claire? Uh, 45 minutes, okay, give so, or take, yeah. All Back right. in the day, it was a lot further. Nowadays, it's, it's oh, a lot yeah. quicker. Horse and carriage, right? Something like that. Uh, okay, so... Uh, you get to Eau Claire. Uh, tell me about your childhood. When did when did someone introduce the game of hockey to you? Uh, you know what? I was spoiled because my my middle brother Scott he played. So I think whatever he did, I tagged on. Yep. So five years younger was probably the perfect age to be a pain in the backside to him. So yeah. he went to the park. I went to the park. He went to the rink. I went to the rink. He went to the field. Whatever it didn't matter. So for sure, him playing. And then we grew up um, in an area on the north side of Eau Claire. It had outdoor rinks. It had tons of activity, neighborhood full of kids. And I guess once I could do it, I got into it and didn't stop doing it. I loved it. And how did you end up picking hockey? Is I'm guessing you played multiple sports. Yeah, hockey, baseball, football. Yeah. Um, I mean, at first I went to Indian Hills to play baseball after high school. I didn't go really? to play junior hockey right away. No, I, I went to school to play baseball first, quit school, and then got back into hockey. Okay, so wow, that's unbelievable. There's a lot of curveballs in this one. Yeah, this is gonna be good. This is it's already. I only know a little bit. I only know the chapter titles. I don't know some of the the words in the yeah, book. Yeah, really so. spoiled. Like I had great youth coaches um, from youth hockey coaches, youth baseball coach that just imprinted the idea. Like you know, you hear the story of people not having great yeah. youth coaches, and I I was completely on the opposite side of it. I had unreal from the Chapin family, Dennis Fox guys that really impacted my life. As a young guy on the hockey side, uh, P.K. O'Hanley was my bantam coach. What? And then became my junior hockey coach. I got later. him. That, that's that's off the that's off script yeah, right now. That's uh, that's part of that. And a gentleman named Bob Kane and Jim Howe were two baseball coaches that were phenomenal coaches. That really, the way they treated us and what we got to learn from them professionally, like uh, they were probably pretty big driving forces to want to coach. Yeah. 
That's pretty cool. So yeah. there's a lot of influences. Big time. And then, you know, uh, spoiled because a high school coach, Tom Kuklinski, unbelievable, um, hard. Someone you didn't care to play for, you loved them the second. You, you left? Pr- you figured what really happened to you uh, was outside the boards as much as inside, and then you really, really appreciated it. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, that was good. And you know what? Just I, I tell a story. I was a fifth grader, and I remember we, I, my mom somewhere along the way still has this paper, but um, what do you want to become? A fireman or a coach? Those were my two choices. Really? Yep. Yeah, that's that was- how at, at fifth grade, what's that, 11? I, I had had enough influence from coaches already that I thought that might be something that I'd want to do. That's pretty – that is a cool piece of paper. Yeah, it's uh, – the penmanship was pretty gross, but otherwise it's good. If you would, mine would have been pitcher for the Cincinnati Reds, so it was a really far off. Dream. I guess I already picked out that I wasn't probably going to play in the <laughs> NHL, so I was going to try to coach there. Yeah, not yeah. bad. Well, you're getting there. Yeah. You're, you're inching closer. Yeah, yeah, you're no. inching closer. Uh, okay, so we got the Philippines. Uh, what did, you know, your dad? What did he do? Did he do anything after he retired from yeah, the Air Force? We grew up uh, his, whitewashing. Bar- we ended up whitewashing burns and dehorning cattle. Seriously. Yep. Uh, we were dragged around farm to farm and cleaning up barns and uh, that's a tough life. We worked, yeah, it was good. We were spoiled. I, somehow, now being a father, you look. How back, was washing barns and cleaning barns spoiled? Uh, we were spoiled because we got to do a lot of things. We didn't miss an event. We didn't miss a sport. Dad would show up somehow, some way, full of and the guys. I'm sure they'll listen to this back home, like. He would look like a, a sheet of white, like he. <laughs> but there he was. Didn't matter, like uh, the season, and uh, they hustled us around. They gave us a ton of freedom as kids because we, we oftentimes went to work with them. But then there's lots of times they left us to be kids and left us. You know, I think they'd leave you three dollars on the counter and be like, "Good luck. You, this is your day." Yeah, and you come back and. Probably didn't eat all day, and you bought three bucks worth of baseball cards. Whatever right? really happened, I would have done the same. Yep, I would have done the same. All right, so you, you play the game. I gotta hear how you got PK got you to come to would have been North Iowa back then. Yeah, how did you get there? It's interesting. Um, uh, and when? Okay, let me say, how did you get there? And then was college hockey kind of what you were hoping for, or what were you hoping was. for? What uh, was got, it, what were you hoping for at that point? I remember I got cut by Dubuque. After my junior year of high school, and I had a John Hill, who's a friend of mine now, and Hilly, no was, Hilly was the coach, um, cut me. And I was, I had fought, I had scored, I was like, this is, I'm, I'm gonna make that. Even my father, who didn't really lean one way or the other, was like, you kind of did a good job. Like, I, this would be interesting. I didn't make it, and it just really made me sour grapes. Um, I had a fine senior year, whatever. I probably had a better baseball season. A really good American Legion baseball season. And then it was off to, like, uh, there was a gentleman in town, Tony Market. Tony's now, I believe, he's a Minnesota State grad, by yep. the way. He is a baseball coach up in Minneapolis. TM had gone to Indian Hills, and there was this kind of a one thing after another. Let's go. I want to play ball. Let's go. I stopped home um, that fall term. Saw PK in Mason City. He probably had some wiggle room on his roster with an injury or two, and I grabbed my hockey gear, moved to Mason City, started playing hockey, withdrew from school, called my parents that I didn't go to college anymore, that I was now playing junior hockey. And no way. Moved addresses. Yeah. How did, how'd that go over? Not ideal for people to hear, but uh, 
it, wonderful. They they were supportive. It, I'll tell you, PK was a huge part of it because they knew. Oh yeah, you were they in good knew hands. Him, they knew I was in great hands. Exactly. So this was was that his first step into yep. the whole thing? That was his first year of the first step. That's pretty cool. Yep. No small world, small time, great people. Um, interesting place. I mean, Mason City was great. Uh, the best billets. It really. This was me USHL then. It was USHL. Yeah. You know they name yeah, yeah. name stuff, Shane. So. You've seen the you've seen the beginning, the middle. You've seen the entire chap, the whole story of it. Then uh, the USHL, yeah, For sure, yeah, no, no question. And even you could almost write a book on it. There, there's some scary books we could probably all write. Actually, <laughs> we always joke about, oh, this is a new chapter for the book, you right? Know, right. Someday, I'm I'm sure some of us will sit around a fire and carve out a book. That would be really That'd interesting. Be That'd be really interesting. All right, so you played two years there. Um, when you were there, it wasn't well. There were guys. From there, because they were going Division One, was that ever in your in your grasp? For sure, it was in my dream. My probably walk on ability to do some of those things. Yeah, uh, Minnesota State came on a visit here. Yep. Um, but then I, I wanted I missed baseball. I'll tell you, like flat out in the summer, I'd play sixty, eighty baseball games. Every really, summer men's baseball. Yeah, then go back play junior hockey, then come back, and then pretty soon um, the opportunity to play both at Eau Claire was I played hockey and baseball, which was good, and then. Mom and dad, by that time, had retired, so they I wasn't really coming home. I was going back to a college town to a place I, I loved, knew I had a support mechanism built in, right? and um, was very familiar with it. Okay. Um, so you end up playing there. I looked at you guys' record when you were there. You had one good year and then three kind of sub-500 types teams. Yep. What was the culture like at, at Eau Claire and coaching and all that stuff? Great question. Ian Perrin was our coach. Ian was great to us as people. Um, he was there eight to ten years. Yeah, right? Ian was there for a bit. Um, yeah. I thought the guys. I thought there was plenty of us that went on and played. Whether we just didn't put the the things together at the right time, uh, you know, one year you have great goal team, the next year we didn't, and we didn't score, or, or vice versa. It just didn't really add up. But some really talented guys. Um, you know, at a young, I don't know. I think I was a junior. And I was a captain, doing things like that. That was. Those were good pieces of the puzzle leadership-wise to learn how to do. And now looking back, I did a ton of them wrong. <laughs> a ton. Like, you were trying, though. Now I'm trying to tell captains, like, this is, do not do this. Like, who would do that? I'm like, well, I did. I but, did. So don't try that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, not a bad uh, line. You had uh, 85 points in four years. Your record, team record, was 42, 62, and 5. Hmm. But you had one really good year. Junior year, you were... Maybe yeah, Maddie, second in the conference. Yeah, Maddie Lone was a big time player, Spring Lake Park guy. Now the coach, yeah, um, long time coach, long time coach, national now. champion. Yep. So eventually, like later on, I go back to Eau Claire coach, and I hired Maddie to one finish his degree, and then two become the next coach. Really, that's really cool. Small world, that's really cool. Yep. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, okay, um, now I got to get to this pro career, three year pro career. Um, in Madison, all three, but they were, one was a different name team, was like Kodiaks, Kodiaks right? Yep. But uh, there was one, it was the Monster Year, second year Monsters. Are you ready for your, are you ready for your line? <laughs> it's pretty impressive. I have a new respond respect for you. Okay. Four goals, 17 assists. Don't tell any of the guys I'm on at Minnesota State what your plus minus was. Minus 35. Statistically, probably wrong, but yeah. Go oh, ahead. oh, okay. I like that. Just I like that. Throwing it. All right, and then Pims. You ready? Yeah, I have a good idea. Hundred and thirty. Yeah, that's a good year. 
Yeah, that, I mean, I, the one part I think I enjoyed about Pro was um, kind of the overachiever guy. Um, I won fan favorite. I can tell you why I won <laughs> fan favorite. Like, I think I, I know why. I, I had a theory. Like, if I fought someone my own size, you're whatever. If you fought someone smaller, you better win. And if you fought someone bigger and you won, you're a hero. So I went larger. in All the time. All the time, basically. And yeah, like, got to fight some big... Toporowski's to well, I've talked to, to too I've talked to a few guys who played against you in the U-Haul, and uh, <laughs> they all... I want sources. Yeah, I do. I have literally, I have documented sources. And what they said about you is, there is no guy who loved the game more, and, the only, and he knew the way he could stay in the game was to fight, and that was what he needed to do. And I, I you know, and, and obviously you did it for three years. Yep. So you, you realize at some point there was a breaking point. Okay, my brain has to actually work, <laughs> or I this isn't going to last for the forever, right? Yeah. What it, was what was there a turning point? Like I, I gotta, you know, make a life for myself. You know, I really screwed up my back. That was probably a big okay. Part, it was but, your back, not your brain. And uh, yeah, no, you know what? Whoever gave you that intel is probably right. I mean, I would, I would. I would out love it for sure. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it was a job. I thought it was an opportunity. I really wanted to go into it to learn more people, meet more people, expand what I thought I could become, um, steal what I could as far as like knowledge and how things were done. And then, um, cause I wanted to use it to go coach, but to survive and stay. Yeah. I wasn't afraid to No, fight. I, that was, that was the easy part. And oh. most of it was actually, it's probably self brought on because I know I was a rat. I know I was agitating, but I also know that if someone did something to one of my teammates, like then for sure I'm you were I'm coming. In. I'm in. Now, what point when from a learning perspective, what were some of the things you drew away from from those three years? Really, like I, I'd, uh, my roommate was a gentleman, Daryl Gilmore. Gilly was a he had already been a goalie in the NHL in, in LA. Gilly and I somehow became roommates right away. He was the older guy on the team. I was the newer guy on the team. Hit it off. And he just had a lot of experience, like tons of experience. And and I just think I got to learn from from people. I really got to, especially towards the end of it, uh, I spent a lot of time with Kent Hall, air coach, just in. Yep. I wanted to see, like, I wanted to see behind the door. Like, I wanted to go, like, okay, what's the board look like? Where are we at? How are we adjusting? Tra- I wanted to be a part of all that. And they were open to that. They were totally, cause I think Hall's figured out if he didn't have to do it, and I did it, it was probably easier on his job. No, well, That's true. It, it was just part of it. I, I think uh, kind of under the hood look um, about what it is, and it really kind of drove into it. All right, so those three years, what did you do in the off seasons? Did you train? Did you work? Did yep. you? I mean, because you weren't getting paid a ton of money in the U-Haul, right? I mean, the U-Haul... Yeah, it wasn't a ton of money by any means, but uh, the salary cap was kind of fortunate. It was way better than the coast. Okay, all yeah, right. That's that, good. that part was fun. Um, you had enough flexibility in your life, I guess. Let's see. One, I used to insulate pipes Okay. In the, early in the morning. Uh, gentleman, old blue awesome guy. But then we trained. Um, I always went back and worked hockey camp. That was a big piece of the puzzle, too. Like, I really enjoyed teaching. So you got um, both. You got you got paid, and you got to learn how yeah. to motivate and teach and train, right? And then um, I would go to Pittsburgh, and this will kind of open up another door that's probably not in your script, maybe. But I'd go to Pittsburgh. Uh, Kevin had got fired from from the Penguins, Constantine. Kev, Kevin Constantine, and they did a spring league. So the group of coaches that were involved in the spring league were Kevin, Troy Ward, Jay Verity, John Buchanan, Shane Clifford. Crazy. 
Jay's an assistant with the with I, the wings. I know who he is. It, it's he, you were with him. We were all we were all right in the trench, and that's all we did. We cut video for Kevin to do a video project. That's part of our day. We taught hockey all night long. Probably stayed up all night so long. So this isn't that talking. three year span. Yeah, every every year at the end of the year for about six weeks. Okay, so and so that's when you met Kevin. Yep. Is that the first time you met Troy? Nope. Uh, okay. Troy was in Eau Claire. He had, he had gone to Eau Claire. He was a coach at Eau Claire. He, when I was in North Iowa, he was an assistant at Denver. Yep. Um, and then after, you know, those years, like, yeah, he was with the with the Pens. And when Kevin and staff got fired, awesome. It, it was a PhD. It was a crash course. It was, it probably really was the best thing. It stunk in life because you're like, okay, here I go, hotel in it whatever I, I don't even know if it was a house it was a terrible spot to live but we all did it because we wanted to be at the rink and you learned i mean talk learned. about talk about like a we master's were kind of, we were it was like a master's course in coaching yeah. wasn't it yeah it was uh doing video the hard way that's for sure because it was you know vhs to vhs it, yes stop start stop start stop start um it, it, there was just a lot of teaching teaching methodology i think that went into it because you had six weeks with kids we had we had some pretty big time kids that went through the program from like really Dylan Reese to it's the names that keep coming up are, are crazy that were involved in the spring league back in the day. Okay, all right. Oh, well, that's that's a we swerved off the road there yep. for a second. I, I but I like where you went there with that. Um, so after the after that, there's a little bit of a gap uh, from playing to getting your first gig at St. Norbert. Where were you in that gap? Um, really no gap. I mean, I stopped playing in 2000. Tim hired me. I got a part-time job. He had, That summer after I was done, I knocked on his door and said, like, do you need help at hockey camp? I'll do whatever. I just want to, you know, I'm going to be done playing. We knew, enough, we knew enough common people. We just didn't know each other, Tim and I. Right. Um, so it, it was probably the best knock on the door that I could have ever done because it, it got me in. They just opened up the Cornerstone Community Center, their new yep. ice facility. Um, never had done that before, but went and ran that. So yep. I, I would do that from like 5 in the morning until Tim started practice in the afternoon. So you running the rink. Yeah. And then I would uh, go work for Tim, um, wear my skate guards, go zam between practices, coach the JV team early in the morning. Yeah. That was the first gig. And then the you knew gig. you were there, right? This is where you wanted to be, right? Yeah, coaching was, for sure. Um, Tim had an unreal culture, unreal opportunity for me, just the same deal. He welcomed the idea of bringing in new experiences, but at the same time, he had, had a very good standard going that I got to learn a ton from. Now, he's been there for 30 years. He had probably been there for... He went there in 93, if Ten. I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. yep, so he was there eight years. Yeah. He was still young. Oh, yeah. It was it was kind of cooking, too. And he, he was – it's funny now in retrospect, like he is, the text I got when taking this job, and his was a big one, just like the time – like that timetable, that meter that went from running the rink to going all the way through is pretty big. In the meantime, like he passed on jobs left, right, and center because he, he wanted to have a family. They wanted to stay there. They wanted to become – and good on him. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll get to yours in a minute. Um, so we, you have this uh, period there, and before we get into like your whole career, I, I just got to talk about this Eau Claire connection. I have a few names that have made their way through Eau Claire. This is where you grew up. I mean, it's like 
Like, I didn't realize what a hockey mecca it was. Mike Eves had coached there, yep. who then you end up. Did you know Mike Eves at all before you were with the Capitals? I did, yeah. I mean, what was just, the connection there? Well, he worked for Kevin Troy with the Pens. Okay, there so you go. Th- there's that. Um, just being around as much as I could. Uh, we'd work hockey and sons together in the summer, Troy's camp. Um, Eva was there. Uh, just, yeah, over okay. time. All right, all right. And then Troy Ward, which is that we could do an entire chapter on Troy Ward. <laughs> Matt Lowen was a teammate of yours yep. and now the coach at uh, Eau Claire. Um, Bob Thorpe was a teammate of yours, right? Yeah, he's my best buddy back home, the okay. best guy in the world. Okay. The nicest, meanest man you'll ever meet in your world. All right. Um, I, I missed one here, and I didn't write it down because I got Andy Johnson coming up in a second. But is there a guy who's like the video coach at – Iowa Wild? Keith Paulson. Right. Was, oh, yeah. is he's the Eau Claire guy? Eau Claire guy. First, See? First vehicle I ever drove. Was I a, forgot to write his name down. Yeah, Sorry, Keith. I'd yeah, for, his parents, uh, I didn't have a vehicle, and his parents said, you can take our Suburban anywhere you want to go, anytime you want to use it. Every time you go to the rink, you bring my kids. That was nice. The, that was the deal. Nice. Nice. Yeah, Buck Paulson. What a man. That great family. And, and sis, his sister is uh, ops in... Uh, she does everything at Wisconsin Women's Hockey, too. Sis Paulson. Yes, yes, yes. We're all neighbors. We're all same neighborhood people. This is crazy. This is crazy. All right, last one, Andy Johnson. He's a North grad, too, right? He is a North I grad. I did not know that until I talked to Nico yesterday. I knew he was from Wisconsin, yep. but I didn't realize that. And I knew you guys were connected for, yep. for obvious reasons with Sioux City. But, wow, this is just this, it's the, the gift that keeps on giving is Eau Claire, yeah. Wisconsin. The, the weird part is I don't I didn't know Andy. I knew his father and I played softball together. Really? That's how, it, it, full circle, Andy ends up taking a job, eventually works for PK in Waterloo. Yep. The whole deal. That was the that was Andy's first hire, was PK, right? Yep. I think he'd worked for Holly in, in Muskegon uh, for um, probably minimal to none. Yeah. As far as money goes, but w- was definitely getting into the scouting part of that point. Yeah, his rise. I mean, we had, we did an entire podcast with Andy. Smart. It was what what's best is like he was like literally a a value, basically a blogger from, for lack of a term, from his basement, right? Yep. And now he's a, a scout for the Los Angeles Kings, which just proves to you if you work hard enough and are good enough at the craft that you choose to work hard at, you can have a lot of success. Yeah, I mean, he sacrificed crazy to to get to what he's doing and how he's done it um you know basically crawl before you walk and walk before you run and that's how it's it's happened for him for sure uh, it's, a, it's such a great story knowledge is power i always joke i always hear the people that say the person behind the knowledge is the real power like andy's a rock star human yeah absolutely absolutely um, okay so then you coached one year um with this this is where this gets fun like the, some of these names you coach for it's just, it's just I was like falling over. I'm like, no, my God, he did it again. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And then I don't even know how to pronounce one of these guys' names, so you're going to help me on that one. Uh, Marco Siki. So you yep. got Oz. Uh, how did you go from D3 to junior hockey? Did it just happen? Yeah, or were just you happened. knocking on the door? We, we were, it, we were all in town, obviously, in Green Bay, St. Yep. Norbert, Green Bay. Um, did you share rinks at all? Or? No, not okay. really, but I would work, like, same deal. I'd, try, I'd go ask, like, because uh, at the time um, – Stuff girl on the team, those guys, I'm like, they're having a hockey camp. Can I help? Can I work? Can I do whatever? You're hustling. Hustling. You know, if I really fast forward, Lane LaBelle, who was just my ops in Ohio State, Laner was Oz's assistant at the time. 
so we go 20 years later and Lane and I work together. Um, yeah, it, it happened. Oz was great. Um, you know, he had other guys that had worked for him when I didn't get the job maybe. And then I got the job and then Oz went to Wisconsin after that, that first right. year. Yep. yep. And then you're going to help me with the pronunciation of this name. Mark Mazzolini. Thank you. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I knew who he was. Yep. I, I remember. And when I got to that name, I'm like, that's the guy who coached at Miami, Ohio. And then I think he went to Ivy League somewhere and then Harvard. went to Harvard. Yep. Yeah. And I, of he course, went into that rabble, that that uh, rabbit hole as well. You yep. know, he was at uh, he was at Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, I knew that. So yeah, Wisconsin Stevens Point. Yeah, he really turned that program, which Tim was a captain for him. Tim Coughlin was a captain, national championship. Tim Coughlin was an assistant for him, national championship. Tim takes over St. Norbert, big big circle. Same thing, right? Yep. Oh, man, this is crazy. All right, so once you get uh, – Oz is good, but, but Maz is great because he, now he's coached Division One hockey for at least a decade plus, right? Yep. Are you just like, you know – studying him like crazy or yeah. what did, is there anything you drew from him or was Lots. he just like the biggest jerk in the world and you wouldn't take anything from him i don't know, no, you know? not at all it, it's <laughs> i'm funny. kidding it's funny because um oz oz and i we had a great connection like just as people as his little kids were around like jake was a little rat at the time emily was just running around with her pigtails and what it's kind of cool like to see the whole fruition of it but um, you know, you took a lot from Oz. I didn't get the job. Maz got the job. I was really hoping to get that yeah, job. Yeah, absolutely. I'll never forget. I was up at model camp, and I got the call, like, you should probably come back because we're going to announce the coach. I'm like, well, obviously it's not me. Right. <laughs> so um, Maz came back. We just, It was good. Maz had brought a ton of experiences back with him. Um, Tim Coughlin had really said, like, hey, you should work for Maz. This will be good for you. You're gonna. This will be a really expansive part about what you yeah. want to do. Um, and then at the same time, it made you really want, okay, I've, I've learned from Cogs. I've worked with Oz and I worked with Maz. That's when I went back to Eau Claire because it was a chance to go back and, and be a head coach. Right. Yeah. My first head coach job. Um, so you coached at Eau Claire. Yep. Uh, those two years. Yep. Assistant AD and, and coach. So there's in my, my, my lineage, you, it's missing. It's not in there. I'm like, what did you do these two years? Because then it went from obviously there to to Houston. Yep. So uh, it's crazy that you went from like only four or five years of experience to the AHL, which just blows me away. Yeah, that that was. Um, I I think it was late too because I think if I think back, Kevin got the job maybe in August. I was on a staff retreat. I had my my Eau Claire staff, uh, Maddie Lone, Bobby yep. Thorpe. Two coaches that were coaching with me. Um, we were doing it, and I got a call, like, just so you know, Kevin's taking this job. I think Troy said, I'm going to do it. And Tom Lynn was the assistant GM with the Wild. He said, can you come down? Can you meet in Minneapolis? I'm like, well, I'm on a staff retreat in the middle of nowhere. Like, shorts, pants, yeah, campfires, fishing, whiteboards. That's all we were doing. Right. So I, I raced back from there, swung into Eau Claire, grabbed some clothes, raced to Minneapolis, and met with Tom. Eventually met with Doug Riseborough, and then that's how that all happened. Pretty how quick. crazy is that? I was looking at, um, and I'm blessed because those guys, Kevin didn't need to take a game. Like there was plenty of people that Kevin could have hired. There was lots of former pros that people that he could have taken in, and and he took me in, and it's. 
I'm blessed. I mean, everyone calls me a fiery redhead. I love it. Was an awesome experience for me. I was looking at the the teams, those the two arrows teams, and something jumped out of me. You had Benoit, Puglia, and Colton, Chris Colanos, and Colton Gillies. Colton Gillies, Colton, and then Clutterbuck. And Clutterbuck. But what stood out, those two were number one picks, right? And as a wild fan, I'm remembering like we were just waiting. Okay, we need these guys. We need these guys. And that's got to be a weird spot for you. You're like, you're, I hate to say it, but you're kind of happy to be there, you know, at at the stat. Like you you said, it was blessed, right? Like, and now I got this. For like, I don't even know. They could be the greatest two guys in the world, but they, you kind of got these first round draft pick prima donna types that are yep. coming in there. How do you deal with that as a coach? I bet that was a little bit of a, you know, learning lesson on the pro side versus the college the I junior think, side. I think trust. You wanted to build their trust first. You wanted to make them believe that you were going to help them. That you were in it for for what they were going to become. You were in it. You, there wasn't going to be a time where they didn't find me working for them. I just thought that's how it should be. And it really, like, Pooley was easy to work with. He was a long ways off just maturity-wise, but he was just, he, he wanted to be a hockey player. Like, he wanted to be around, but not the most mature guy in the world, for sure. Right. And, and, you know, then there's, you know, times when Kevin would be like, he, he, that's your problem. Go, you, he was your project. He, he's your time. <laughs> Kadobin was one of our goalies. He's like, that's that's Anton's one of your deals. Like, yes. Boy. But that was Probably a great challenge uh, for unbelievable you. Unbelievable challenge, unbelievable to just to figure people out how to pull and, and maybe twist and maybe um, just form a relationship that was built on just that trust and the idea that you were going to do whatever you could do to make sure they succeeded. Yeah. And then at this point now, I mean, you're a coach for life, right? Like yep. But by 06, 07, you know, like I, I'm in this there's no turning back, you know. Yeah, I'm I not said be, I was doing that. I knocked on Tim's door as a hockey camp guy. I'm like, I want to do this for like, life. Yes, right. But now, but like, but you had the experience. Like oh, yeah. you had you had options at this point, and one of the options obviously came back to go work uh, for Sioux City and become a head coach. Yep. Like like this is a really good opportunity. Uh, I saw a couple of the names on there that you coached, but Adam Kraus one. It kind of yeah. it jumps out at me just because I I know Kraus and. He seems like a you know a budding star in yep. the coaching community. You could probably see a little bit of yourself in him, yep. you know, a little bit. But what was he like as a player? And what was he like as a leader? Krauser was good. Like uh, Krauser was Chicago's property. We traded for him, and okay. uh, just we had a connection. We do today. It, it's easy. Like um, to your point of seeing what he wanted to do. How he, I really thought he should, Sandy and I. We always joke about this. He should have played one more year junior hockey, really, at the end of the day, because he probably right. would have knocked his. He's a good player. Yeah, he just physically probably wasn't ready to go do Duluth things yet. Right, but he went to, and got his part, and now obviously he's paid off dividends to come back all full circle and coach and things. But uh, Krause was he was a young pro. You you could see he went around was about his business the right way. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, so then you spent two years there, and then I think Troy must have been the head coach. In Abbotsford, so I got right? the job in Abbotsford. Uh, he was an assistant there, and then got the head job. Jim Playfair was out. Wardle went in, and then I went to Abbey. This is where this gets interesting. Like to me, I'm like, I'm reading the book, right? I'm, yep. I'm going through all these teams and players. I'm like, this is an interesting. You know, now he's got to go. He's going to work in British Columbia. He probably has no idea what the lifestyle is there, what it's all about, and how how much crazier they are. In, I mean, I think it's amped up 
at least times two in Canada for hockey. It is. What were other things that jumped out at you when you moved to, basically, Abbotsford's a suburb, right? Uh, yeah, Abbey's outside of Vancouver. Yep. Probably, probably took 50 minutes yeah. or maybe a little more to get downtown big van from there. Um, well, one, working for the Flames, a Canadian franchise. Yep. Expectation level. What all went in, like... Working for Minnesota, that was awesome. Obviously, familiarity, all those. Working for the Flames was a totally different animal. Really? Tell me more. This is cool. Well, I mean, you we get the job. Jay Feaster's the head. Like, he is the GM. Um, I didn't really know Jay. Like, John Weisbrod is our assistant GM, but our GM, Wise, is as sharp as a tack, unbelievable to work with and be around and learn from a Harvard grad. Like, just crazy smart. Um Ordo put together a staff, Kale McLean. Kale is now mm-hmm. an assistant in with Calgary, but uh, Kale was a pet played um, the coast, coached in the coast, a little bit played with Troy, like knew each other. And then Jordan Sigalet was with us as well. Siggy's the goalie development coach for the Flames now. So, but but I think just the expectation that came through it. Um, Ronnie Sutter was our player development guy. So getting to know Ron very closely over those years was powerful. I, I loved any moment I could. Right. around those guys and if you ever got one or more than one starter in a room it always got way more interesting than <laughs> so yeah yeah was, was there ever a dull moment with the sutters no it really wasn't uh craig conroy was uh just getting into management just got out of coaching like they were or out of playing rather and just got into that step as well so good people good um just a lot of ways about it and i thought you know being up there, to your point, the the expectation of hockey, the expectation of um, the, the the flaming sea didn't mean a lot to the people that were that close to Vancouver. Yeah. But you definitely wanted to make sure your players were ready to go to Calgary because you got a lot of a lot of airtime or a lot of help. If you were doing it the right way, it really worked out. Yeah. Uh, was there a big learning thing you took away from, from that experience? Yeah, I mean, at the time, like I thought Wardo did an awesome job. We had offensive defensive coordinators, so like I was in charge of the offense. I ran the D. We figured the D started all the offensive opportunity for the most part. Um, it, it was an awesome deal. I did the power play. Kale was the defensive coordinator and did the PK, uh, did the forwards, but really it, it was just it was a really neat. I thought Wardo handled it amazingly. We taught he. He treated the rink like an office, like he became so approachable to the players because they weren't coming up to his office for a meeting. He was meeting them in the corner in the line. Really? And it, it, was, a, it was a really neat experience. Okay. Uh, and how did you end up leaving there and, and, and up at the GM in Sioux City for that year? I, uh, at the time, let's see, what year was that? 2013-14. Uh, so my boy is nine years old. What's his name? Bryce. Okay. Bryce is nine Living back in Green Bay, Wisconsin, first year Abby, we played in the Central. We were always in Milwaukee. We were always in Chicago. We were always at the time Quad City. We were, really, we, we were always in in places um, around like Peoria, like easy. Like, well, my second year we played in the North. We are never in the Midwest. We are in Hamilton, in Toronto, yeah, in Roch, like in Spring. We are always out. It just got to the point of like I'm, I'm. What am I doing? Like I'm, I'm working so hard to become what I want to become. And there, I've got a nine year old that is like suffocating without a dad. That, right. that was the bottom line of it. Yeah, so I stepped away totally. There's always that. There's that fine line between you're trying so hard to become something, and then you look at 
the big picture and I'm not becoming a good father. It was right? terrible. It right? was actually the way it was actually every, I remember we won a playoff series against, I don't know who we beat. Maybe, maybe Edmonton. We beat somebody and, and I, I got home and I was bawling. Like I, the, I, now I'm here for another series. Like it was to that point. Right. It sucked. It really, it just wasn't what I wanted to have out of it. And, um, that was really terrible. It was hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you spend a year in Sioux City, and this is where I kind of get to know who you are. At this point in my life, I don't know who you are. Like, yep. just There's so many hockey people. I'm kind of starting YHH, but I knew that the Madison Capitals were starting their, an organ, a brand-new team. Yep. And you were the head coach, and I kind of remember doing research on you. I'm like, oh, this is a good hire. He's a Wisconsin guy and USHL guy. I'm like, this is a perfect fit for you guys. What was it like? Building a team from scratch. Really interesting because the year before when I was a GM in Sioux City, I was actually coaching Team Wisconsin. So we won the 16 national tournament that year with the TW. Pretty interesting. That's I got to think through that. So who was on that team? I didn't uh, know that. Sammy McCormick, Kevin Conley, Tony Stillwell. Um, dang, we had a good group. Yeah. Bratzman. TW's had some great teams. Yeah, over the years. just super kids, like unbelievable families and kids that support them. But I did that in in the gym because it was a before and after team Wisconsin yep. split like that. So it really gave me my my hockey fix and my whistle. But then the GM side, I got to be in all these events with our team, and you get to watch all and these I get kids. to watch all these kids. And then you know the TW it splits in the winter. They're back to high school. I get to just straight be GM, come back together. National tournament, we win that, which was awesome. And then um, Bobby Suter, Bobby was alive at the time. Yeah. Um, just I remember we were having a postseason deal with with Sioux City, and we we're out at a wine country out C and J and in out east and or out west rather. And call came and would you have interest? And I think Steve Miller had been there, left. So this wasn't Kill, the first year. Oh yeah, Killer was there, but never like never got the foot off the gas. I never got off the ground. Okay, I don't, know, I don't know where he went. He went somewhere. Air Force, I think. Maybe. Yeah. Probably same thing. Family. I think just wanted to get For back him. there. Yeah, yep. he would be in Colorado. Yep. And then, um, so I took the job, and luckily Keith Paulson was already hired because Killer was actually already swayed Keith to be doing that, leaving Madison, so or leaving Sioux City to go there. Yeah. Oddly enough, at the time, now I've got Matt Schmidt here as an athletic trainer. We're trying to get Matt Schmidt to go to Madison. Really? Yep. He's he's in Sioux City. <laughs> it's a small world. That's crazy. That's so, yeah, crazy. it was it was a neat experience. I think um, it was very unfortunate. Not a short time into it when Bob passed away. Right. That that really, that was a lot. Uh, I was. He was the driver. He was. He was unreal. Um Hard on the boys, for sure. Um, Ryan was obviously in the middle plane and, and all the things going on. Garrett was there. Garrett had been a player for me in Green Bay. I knew that, yeah. So there's a a little match for he and I about trying to take care of him and do those pieces. And Tom Garrity's there as our president. And TG and I had been together in Houston. I know. So I saw that connection, small, too. <laughs> small world about how it came around. So um, it, it was neat. It was unfortunate. Like We just didn't get probably the traction that – we wanted, and then the opportunity, I thought, to go to Wisconsin. I know meeting with Mike, and, and it was like, I'm like, I, I'll do this, but I, I want two years. I don't know if we can do this or not or how this is going to work. And 
Mike's like, well, we got a big job to do if we're going to get a couple more years out of this, and it didn't it didn't work unfortunately. But it was it was awesome to go to UW and, and be with Mike. Yeah, um, and you had done some work with him in Pittsburgh. Like, yep. like the connections are, are are just amazing. When you took that job, the assistant job at UW, I remember I'm like, he's leaving Madison to stay in Madison with yep. with the Badgers. Did you have some fear like this could be the last year? I mean, could you? Did you have the fear that that could happen? Yeah, you also have probably the problem with yourself that you're like, I can fix this. Yes, I can fix any player. Yep, I can. That's a good ego, though. It's it a was, good ego to have. Yeah, and then JB Bittner, he was there. Bits yep. and I were together, which was awesome for me at the time. That was like our first time working together. We had knew each other from the ten thousand feet level and passing in the night, passing the rink, probably type, that type of thing. But uh, that's how Pitts and I became buddies, and full circle, we were just together at Ohio State. Yeah, well, we'll get to that in a second. So we, I want to get to Mankato a lot of Mankato, but one more, we'll just skip ahead uh, because just a lot of your time after that was at Sioux City. Yep. Um, you had some great players at Sioux City, uh, some great runs. Obviously, you won the Clark Cup a uh, couple yep. years ago. What was Give me some of those, the, the Bobby Brinks, the Cole Kepkes, some of those kid, the Minnesota kids that you had – a chance to coach, you know, Slukinski, those guys. Yep. I mean, wh- who are some of those guys that really jump out at you or were young men that you liked? Had good- yeah, I, I got to tell you, I was spoiled because it was the one, two cities, fantastic. The idea, it's the hockey is, it's the community. They they want that team to succeed, and they are rabbit fans in a good way. Yeah. Like, right away when I got there, I think. How big is the barn? I've never been there. Uh, it it's holds like f- just over 5,000. Okay. Yeah. It's big. It's a good, yeah, it's good. You can curtain off the top and, and have a, a horseshoe blow of probably three and a half or whatever. Um, the year before I got there, Jay Verity was the head coach yeah. there. And they had just lost in the finals. And we joke about it today. Like Lloyd, the owner, and Jay and myself, and they had given away everything to go for it and rightfully so they had oh they, you mean players oh yeah they had given away draft picks to players to lists to in a good way i mean they had a great goalie matisse kivalinix unfortunately rest, rest soul. in peace yes yes um, he's the goalie like they've got it going they lose chicago in overtime i'm there i mean i was at that game and then later in the jade said like i is that chicago or fargo chicago chicago yeah yeah, yeah. just said like hey i'm gonna maybe take a job and I didn't really put two and two together. I was scouting for Calgary at the time. I yeah. was like, so I was doing all of that work, which was my, which you're basically work. living in the USHL at the time. For sure. When you're a US, when you're, I had NHL watched scouting. so many of the other teams and their prospects and their lists. So when it happened, I want to get back to it. And it like, it really put me into a, one, a familiar city, one uh, familiar ownership about what it was. And then, just on your markets that go, but to the idea of, of building a list and building players and, and reloading, my biggest thing I probably did was to hire Johns. Like that was a big piece of the puzzle. Yeah, um, got him out just to be like a scout, and then I'm like, hey, listen, the, this is going to benefit your career. You become the GM, and I'll get out of the way of that. Just you shop for the groceries, and I'll cook. Yeah, kind of how he's. Oh, I like that. Good I'm, I'm gonna have to use that one someday. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, but just great. And then you know, full circle to it took five years. I mean, it really did. We we lost probably year four. We should have. I mean, Fargo can say and Chicago can say what they want. We we get a brawl in the playoffs, and we I was get, that was on my list. Yeah, that's on my list. Pretty iconic. Um, 
That was definitely that one was of my questions today. I'm like, can I talk to you about the fight in yeah. Fargo? Because, yeah. I mean, what was Garrity thinking when that all went down? He had to have been going, Luke. <laughs> It's your fault. No, it's Kerry Eads' fault. I mean, this is like iconic USHL. Think about all of the years of USHL time you spent. Yep. And the time that Kerry spent, or was Phil, was uh, uh, Pierre the coach? Yeah, Pierre, Pierre was. What doesn't matter? I mean, Pierre's GM, yep. But that was epic. So what? how did it all transpire? I'm glad you brought that up. We weren't scoring, so I was just kind of after a guy's book getting to the net. Our guys might have taken it to the extreme about getting it to the net and <laughs> We had the wrong guys on the ice. Like, we had best players on the ice. I, I wouldn't say they didn't, but I they didn't. And right. I don't know. I, you, you create a culture and you create a way for your guys to have each other's backs. And I wish we probably could have been a little more selective. Right. But good on them. That, yeah. That's just how we, that's how they were. They had just enough cowboy in them to want to be together and, and get after that part together. And we might have had actually more talented group and that, then the, year. that year then the, the next year when we win it um no one like Owen McLaughlin's a baby like he doesn't like he's just a boy coming in Dylan James right. comes down and joins us which was a big hope that he would and then you just don't know how that's going to transfer over to from coming down from Canada etc right Ben Steve's the year before we had traded for Stever for literally like a six pack of sticks like Nothing. Nothing. Well, no one knew who he was. Yeah, and, you know, Stever was unbelievably talented, didn't really, he, he, I can say it, he knows this, like the red line was optional, like he wanted to be on that <laughs> side, I don't want him on this side. Coming from a guy with a minus 35 yeah. pro. I think that was wrong. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I didn't know they kept stats then. Um, to, to, like, just the pieces coming together here, I said today, Alex Trace is a goalie here, like Trace went on a huge role about what it was. Our buy-in from our group was the way they loved each other, cared about each other, celebrated for each other, were committed to each other, committed to the big picture for the community was that's that's a goal of coaching right there. That that was just unbelievably special. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, all right, so you win, and, and I hate to say this, I hate to speak for you, but it's almost like once you win the Clark Cup, unless you want to win multiple Clark Cups. Your ultimate goal is to maybe be in Division One again, right? Yep. And and so that opportunity, that door knocked. I mean, not only when 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 Rollick hired you, not only when he was hiring you, he was hiring someone who's had a lot of experience, uh, but he's also hiring someone who knows the USHL like the back of his hand. So from a recruiting perspective, who do you know who's out there? Who do you like from your team or, or your division or whatever? Yep. I mean, the, you you checked a lot of boxes. That yeah, perspective. and I I'd known. S- Rawls and I known each other. We never really worked together, whatever. Uh, Bits and I had, which I, I think if you look behind the curtain, I'm sure JB had a lot to say about right. me coming in, which is awesome, and I'm forever grateful. Um, I want to be a college head coach. I I had pro opportunities after that, and just wasn't – I'd done that. Um, I think NHL – More AHL opportunities. Yeah, and I think NHL stands for no home life doesn't really stand for National Hockey League in a lot of ways. There's no home life. And I just, like, I, I'm just, I, I want I want to be a head coach. I want to be a college head coach. But I had also been told no in in a few circles of right. college head coach that I didn't have enough experience. So I, yeah, I went in and I, I would tell, like, my associate AD, Sean Richard and Gene Smith, very fortunate because that was one of their questions. I'm like, I want, I want to be a head coach. I, I want that to be really clear. Like, I want this job. 
Because eventually I want to be head coach. I, I no one could predict it happen that quick quickly. Maybe, but yeah. Yep. Um I don't know where I picked this up in the research process, but somewhere, somehow, in some interview, um, you were getting credit for how awesome the special teams were for Ohio State this year, and their numbers speak for themselves. What does that mean? I mean, I hate to give you, and I know what you're going to say, it's the players and whatever, but (laughs) what was special about uh, Ohio State's special teams this yeah, year. Yeah, I did the and, penalty and I don't kill. Mean you're, I don't want to give you all the credit because it's a team thing. Yeah, it but is. Walk through some of that stuff. No, I, I did the penalty kill. Um, I hadn't done penalty kill for a while, actually. It was kind of good to do. I'd done power play, which I really think helps you do do penalty kill because you, right, you understand the other side of the pocket. Yeah. Um, I wasn't really overly conventional, but it's funny now because we, we all joke about it at the end of the year. I'm like, oh, look at them. They're all... And JB ran the power play. He's like, well, they're doing our penalty kill. They're, they're, this team's doing our penalty. I'm like, I wouldn't say it's our, but they're right. changing some ways and some things they're trying to do. Um, yeah, but I thought it was great because Rawls let me be a head coach of an area, which satisfied me as a coach because right. I think you need that. Like, you, you hire people to let them do jobs. You hire people to empower them. He did that with the penalty kill. So we ended up leading the nation in penalty kill percentage and shorthand goals and into your it is the guys that they bought in they they saw it worked and Gobe's a good goalie and um i thought we had probably just tactically enough um smarts to do the right thing and but the effort the buy-in for the guys was exceptional that's the key right it was i mean they there was a benefit for them i mean some of these guys got more ice time on the pk than they did five on five in some regard right but th- their team value went through the roof because of the success of the power or the success of the penalty okay um i was doing an interview and i don't know if it was recorded or off the air but i was with with scott sandlin last summer and we were talking about his role and you know his goals of coaching in the nhl and and that, that that's not really the point but he talked about one of the offers was to coach in the ahl and he looked at me and he goes well Tony. I already coached in the HL. And I'm like, no, he coached NCAA. You know, what my friend on yep. it. And then he said, well, if you think about it, all, a lot of the players are 20 to 24 years old that are, we're coaching these days. It's not 18 to 22 yep. like it used to be in the early 2000s. And he goes, well, why would I want to go coach the exact same kid? Maybe the skill level will be a little bit higher and yep. the barns will be a little bit different. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm coaching in a full barn with a, with a band in the building and I'm getting paid well, yep. and whatever. Because I, I don't want to coach in the HL. Yep. I want to coach in the NHL. I've already coached in the HL, and there's something to that yep. effect. But do you see where I'm going? This like I do. You're getting you have AHL experience. Now you're getting your own AHL team, but instead playing 60 games and travel hoofing it all over the country or North America, you got your home life. Yeah. you get everything here. Yeah, the the American League, I think, is a. A delicate area because I mean those guys are trying to like they're they're trying to make money for their families for the rest of their lives they're trying to change their trajectory of their career correct sliding the com over one to see if they can't add a zero type thing I mean, yeah the, the, I think the 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 American League's got a very powerful development cycle to it and I personally I think we should treat college hockey as American League as a as a development destination for the next and the number of NCAA players playing in the NHL their percentage is skyrocketed it's going to only continue. We're developing players for them for free in a lot of ways. They love it. Our resources, our time, our and and I do think it doesn't um, 
It doesn't matter what league you're in. The NCAA, like I've heard some people say, oh, it's a CCHA, so I really want my kid to play in the NCHC. I'm like, oh, really? Because it comes from a program, and they're going to go from a level. They're, they're not coming from a league. I heard this exact so exact statement from a parent recently. I mean, opportunity, sure. Would it be great to go be in a Big Ten and have a Big Ten football stadium and I'll just tell you, you're going to watch maybe one live, maybe, maybe, I can, if, the, if the weather's nice that day. I can prove, I have proof of that. We'll probably talk about it off air. Like, I, I'm a gopher football yeah. season ticket holder, and I would see the boys at the first game, the, the first game of the year in August. Yep. And then, I hate to break it to you, uh, once September 8th happens, that game 2 happens, you're yeah. already... The, the coach has you doing things that aren't football game related. Yeah. So it is, it's a fancy, shiny ball, but you'd only get to touch it once a year. And then, you know, you get to a place here that um, the hockey program is cherished like a football program for a lot of places. Oh, yeah. And the city is surrounded, it's arms around what Maverick Hockey does, not only for the community, maybe some identity, fiscally, every piece of it. It's it's really like I when I first got to town, I, I wasn't supposed to be seen. So I met Bluey up on the parking ramp, and <laughs> Darren Blue and I just sat and just talked about. It. And literally within ten minutes of standing there looking out off the parking ramp, people walking by in Maverick sweatshirts, you're just like, "Yep, this is the right spot." This is oh yeah, you're unbelievable. You're the mayor too. Yeah, good, bad, or otherwise. It's been good. <laughs> no, it, I really I, I'm into it. I'm into the that that part of this job. That part of I think what we should bring to a program is really important. The community is a huge piece of that. Yeah, that, that, that's unbelievable. Um, I would love to go deeper into some of the key figures in life, and you've named them. The funny is we've already named them all. I had this uh, pegged it out. P.K. O'Hanley, Tim Coughlin, Mark Osiki, Maz, yep. Constantine, Troy Ward. We've hit them all without even having to knock those out. Um, would you have any other guys that kind of were key influences on you besides those ones I just listed off? Uh, I mean, you I, know, I don't want to miss anybody. No, it's it's not really. I mean, it's just I, I'm a I'm a listener. I think uh, that that's kind of been I've been lucky because like we can all say it, but like there's expensive experience that you have to go through, and there's inexpensive experience that someone else goes through, and you get to learn from it, right? I'm into that part. I, I love to be around people and and listen and just to see. And the USHL brings so many things out of people. I think uh, out of coaches, out of relationships. Um, the people you probably haven't talked about are just players because I, I get to learn from what they like, what they love, what they want to change. I went through that exercise with our guys here immediately. Like, you guys have ownership. Players have ownership. And I'm going to serve you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to eventually. I just want to become your teacher. And yeah. eventually you'll coach each other a little bit out of your peer power for each other. But uh, I want to make sure you, you understand what's at stake in the in the meantime. All right. Now we're going to talk about here, this place. Yeah. Um, how have the first couple of weeks been? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, if you read Twitter, you know that three of your best players have left to Madison. In one to North Dakota. Yes. I forgot about that. Yes. I mean, let's be honest. I'm just putting it on the table. It, it probably wasn't a great start and it wasn't had a completely everything out of your power yeah i mean that was all done before i even right right got here um probably even before you interviewed for sure before i interviewed <laughs> right i mean it's it's some it's, disadvantages but those are it's okay i mean i i want guys who want to be here um we want people that that find that this will be their proudest time 
you talk to the alum that have come through here, this is such a big piece of their life that those are the people we want. We want more people like that, that, that this becomes just a channel for the next steps of their life, and uh, we'll get the right people. I'm not worried about that part. And the good news is there's lots of people now, but because what Mike built, sure. the irony of it is what Mike built here is what's going to make it easy for you to just continue to build it. Yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, you, you hear the guys like I, I committed to Mike and the staff, and I'm like, sure, but you committed to the program, the community, the culture. You committed to a lot of things that are going to be right here. Um, I, I've got some marching orders to make sure that I try to keep you. That's yep. how it goes. Absolutely. What's the one thing, you, you you touched on a little bit, but what's the one thing when you got here, maybe after you accepted the job or before you accepted the job, that just blew you away about the whole community? The, I think the, the connectivity, like the, the way that they are connected to um, the program, what it does. You, you know it's a pretty big piece of the puzzle around town with you know Maverick Athletics, period, but then you put hockey downtown, you put the restaurants, the hotels, the connection the people that have come out that, that want to see us succeed in the same way that, that I do, but they've got their own avenue of why it's really important to their livelihood that it right. succeeds too. Um, I thought that was, uh, you know, the the alumni that have reached out have, have been, they're ready. Like they, they know it's going to be a challenge, but they're also like, hey, this is a great spot for you. And, um, and I, I think the guys that are here, like the guys that stayed, the guys that, use the Webster dictionary for a commitment. Like they are committed and stayed. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll be nice about that. But I love it. I love um, it. Those guys, those are the most important pieces. I was hoping you were going to say one of the things that blew you away were the facilities. Cause that's the first thing that just blow. Every time I come down here for a series or a game, I'm just like, this place is unbelievable. This, it, that there's no question. I, I would so intimate. You know, people are first. You're going to hear that from the rest of my life. People are first, but the facilities here, on like where we're at right now, the nutrition center, the gym is it's a one stop shop. You can do your your training you on ice. Uh, the room, the eating, unbelievable. Ability to study here under all under one roof. I Hard had, to find. I came here two or three years ago before COVID, so it'd been the 19 year, and. I, I left them like it's like mini North Dakota. Kind of. It's like you're a big fish, small pond, uh, great environment. The fans are absolutely bonkers, yep. like like a good St. Cloud game. But it's every game here. It's uh, it's it's so good. It's neat to see. It's neat to see their support. Um, you know they they. There's been a lot. This like uh, you'll hear. There's been a lot done before I got here. There's a lot more to do since I've been here. I think the people that have been involved in the program deserve the next chapter to be in a nice, successful way that they want to continue to support it. Um, but at the same time, there's a lot of earning that's happened in this place, and that that's that's right up my alley. Uh, do you plan it? I know that Mike, the last at least for sure, the last two seasons, maybe even more, he had just this rock star. First three weekends, Minnesota, North Dakota, Minnesota State, St. Cloud. Do you plan on having that kind of? They are. That, you know, Nodak. you want to keep that rolling, don't you? Nodak, St. Cloud. I yep. love that. That was my favorite part of fall was coming down here and seeing you play against some of the big boys. You know now, like, the pairwise becomes such a big piece of the puzzle. So you 
you want to win your games, then you want to make sure you see those guys beat other teams along the way. Which, right. They do. You know, this, the, it, it's funny because the strength of a, of a loss is better <laughs> than the, you know, lack of strength in a win. It's just like, it's, it's how it is. How it goes. But you know what, though? The thing is fair. I don't, I've never heard anyone complain about pairwise. Yeah, it's coming to the point now where I think people have become way more strategic with their schedules. Yeah, and and what they go about. You know, you have to play hard enough schedule that, that gives you an iron sharpens iron feeling, and you've got some some wiggle room. Like you might not have to go sweep somebody, but you can go split, and that's actually going to bump you up. Yeah, you go somewhere, and you're supposed to win, and you split. You're asking for it. But yeah. the the league itself, I think, is doing itself a favor. I think all the teams in our league are are playing schedules that say when they when they knock somebody off, it's it's, it's good huge. For, and it's good it's, for you guys it's too. Good for us too. It's good for you guys too. If you go sweep Bowling Green or correct Lake State or and somebody, they, and they had split with somebody else, and it's a it's a, it's home a win run. win. Yep. All right. Um. Uh. I, I want to ask you a, a player of evaluation hack. I need a sure. hack from you. Uh, besides, like the eye test, the simple stuff that any hockey fan can see, like the size, speed, skill. Is there, do you have like a player evaluation hack? Someone like, oh, I see this, I like that, or yep. you know, you, you anybody could say competitive, but like competitive can be defined in a lot of different ways. Is there something when you're evaluating players, whether it was for for Calgary or for Sioux City or even Ohio State, what, what was something that you kind of looking for when you look for players? Yeah, I think you. you you get to a criteria for one, like the way they play, who they are, competitive hockey sense. You get to those pieces. I'm a major fan of seeing someone return to a bench, reaction to a teammate, reaction to a coach, reaction to a hot button. Maybe it was they got scored on. What, what were they sulky, pouty, buried themselves in the bench? Did someone score on their team, and were they as excited for the young man that scored with them? That part, that rocks for me. I love that. I love to watch a reaction that a coach gets down their back a little bit and like, what are they? Are they are they the talk back guy? Are they? It's funny. Once upon a time, I had Blake Wheeler in Green Bay. And yeah, Gret- and Gretzky was the GM of Phoenix of yep. Arizona. Oh, and he was a draftee. Though. Yes. Yep. yep. Like not up in the press box, like five rows behind our bench, just to see how Blake would interact with uh, that. That stuck with me forever. Just to see, he wanted to see how he was with his teammates. He wanted to see. There's a lot of those things I think that stick out. Um, the before, the after, I love to see kids getting routines now. They, they, the more they understand that part of their life and the, just how they handle themselves, family, um, friends, like what it means to them to be there. If it means that much for them to be there, then I have a great feeling it's going to mean that much to be there when they come with us. Yeah, that part counts. Absolutely. absolutely. All right. So it, this is this is a super vague question. I don't even really like this question. I'm going to ask it anyway because I don't even know what it means. But what will your team's identity be? I think that's a fair question. Uh, we'll play with pace. I, I think that part we will pressure. Um, I would like to find us to be just relentless second efforts that, that are always leading to a third. If you didn't have success on the first effort, you've got a second effort about what you do. Offensively, I'd love to see us possess pucks. Defensively, I'd love to see us pressure and, and get pucks back. I think the game has come a really big piece of hockey now for me. It's transition about what it is from getting back to puck and getting out of the zone to making kills on plays that you turn back into offense going the other direction. Right. A lot Possession of that's pressure-based. Yep. But a lot of that's also a little bit – some of this is based on personnel. And then Absolutely. work from the goal line out. Like and your opponent. Your, your opponent's going to have a little something to do with it. 
Um, you know, there's the odd ring size, I guess, that could maybe change the the way you do some things or what it is. But for the most part, it's it's the identity. Then I, I do want to see us connected. Like, you'll see five in a picture a lot. That doesn't mean we're playing defense. That means right. someone's going to get on it, someone's going to get over it, someone's going to get through the guts, and we're going to get the puck back. I like it. I like it. I, I don't know. All right. Um, uh, here's a trick question for you. When will you announce your staff? It's a trick question. <laughs> Great question. <laughs> you've you've told when, me off when, when, I, when I'm done losing staff. No, just get uh, we. Lukey Regner, our ops, is going to Wisconsin. Okay. So I have an ops. I have an assistant. I have a newly found assistant that will happen with um, with the July time with the when the NCAA adds a, a position, a third, a right, third, a third spot. So you're going to have you have three assistant coach slots to fill. Uh, Polly Kirkland's still here. Okay. Uh, yep. Yep. Kirky's still on staff. Right. Um, we're really getting to know each other. It's been really good. I've enjoyed his passion for what this place is to him. I've enjoyed his um, anxiousness to share an opinion. I, I'm not a yes guy. It doesn't work for me. I want ideas. I want. I want. I want to grow. I want to be presented with things. I'm not a. That's how we've always done it, guy. I think that's probably the worst answer there is in in, yep. in a lot of ways. So. Um, you know, and then so at the same time, we got to handle those spots. There's a little bit of domino effect. I think you now that I think I understand who's coming or going. Um, now the pieces go in, and, and some coaches are still coaching, some GMs are still GMing, some people are still in places that I just want to be a little bit patient. Okay, I, I like that answer. I think spend our time with our guys. At I think recruiting day. and getting to know your guys is way That's more been important. way more important for me. I, I love that it's me doing it right now because it's getting me closer to them every moment I can and that that's powerful. And I think um I think you need to have and I'm not making this decision but you, you like like I talked about you going to Ohio State you need to have someone who's been on the ground in the USHL the last 3 or 4 years because it's important that's such a big factory of players. I think, I think when you start to see the trending of a player that you saw them as a uh, I'll use a birthday at 06 let's say 06 is, yep. when you saw them as a 06 there was entering and now in it and now what they're going to become that you you need to see the track and the trend about what players are or direction they're taking i i totally agree all right so i'm done asking all those questions now we're going to wrap it up with a kind of a little fun speed round uh kind of yes no type questions right and just 10 of them and then we're done i, I can blame kayla for any bad answers <laughs> all right we blame kayla for everything all right here we go favorite food your mom made oh man left so Lefsa, wow! I did, I did not see that she's, coming. She's a big timer with that. Uh, Taylor Swift or Morgan Wallen? Morgan Wallen. All right. Uh, if you had one superpower, what would it be? The X-ray vision part. I take that one too. Uh, no matter what, what makes you laugh? Oh dang! <laughs> <laughs> I find joy in so many things. Um, People like uh, I tell you, I, I'm not a hider of people. I want to be around people. All right, love it. That's a great answer. Uh, if you could recommend one movie, anybody's got to watch. Like mine's Goodwill Hunting. You got to watch one movie. What would it be? The original Top Gun. Love it. Good answer. Good answer. Now we'll go to some hockey stuff. So sure. I got five, four hockey ones for you. Best player you ever coached in the USHL, and that's a long list. Damn. Um, probably because it wasn't good enough to really know how good Blake was at the time in Green Bay because he was a young guy. Uh, but Bobby Brink. 
Okay, Bobby. Yep. Bobby Brink, good answer. Minnesota answer, yep. too. I like that. Both of them would have been. Uh, will you change the MSU goal song? Ole, ole, no, no chance in France, <laughs> man. I, I can. I, when I, I hear, to get some, when you, I hear you, other places, I'm like, dang, I know where that's going. So, yep, no. No, I was kind it's of. It's like the heat is on in Omaha. Like yeah. You're, you're you, that thing. You're kind of, I was It was kind of a joke. I thought it was funny. Okay. If, you're t- if you had a motto for your team, what would the motto be? I mean, family is going to be the first thing I can think of. Together. Together. We're going to be strong together. All right. Like that. All right. Um, who is coaching the 2023 USA Hockey Halinka team this summer? I am. You are. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Second time. I can't wait for that. All right. And last but not least, what is the name of the CCHA regular season trophy? Mason Cup. Is that the main? What's the, the McNaughton. McNaughton. I don't even know. I thought it was McNaughton. McNaughton Cup. <laughs> you guys got a lot of them here. Oh, neither one of us know, but I'm pretty sure it's McNaughton. The playoffs or regular season? I don't know. I think Mason's the playoffs yeah. and McNaughton's the regular season. Yeah, I'm in the playoffs. We're here to learn. I'm We're here to playoffs. learn. We're here to learn. And I have learned a ton today about you and researching you the last couple of days. It's been a blast. Your book is amazing. <laughs> I hope to write it someday, but it was fun to learn about you, and hopefully a lot of the people in Minnesota get to know you too. Yeah, I look forward to being a part of the, the whole hockey, you know, from afar, Minnesota is such a hotbed of a lot of things, and hockey being a big piece of that puzzle, um, I, I'm interested to learn all about it even more, but more importantly, just be here. It's, it's unreal. All right. You're a new Minnesotan. Welcome here. Thank you. Luke Strand, new coach at Minnesota State University. Streets if you can't take the heat. You need to stay up on the streets if you can't take the heat.